Hi, this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. And today our special guest is Rotarian and past district governor, Bunny Webb. Bunny, welcome to Radio Rotary. Well, it's my pleasure to be here. I really appreciate the invitation. Bunny, it's our pleasure. And I just want to mention to our our listeners who uh, normally hear my lovely co-host Sarah O'Connell with me that Sarah is going to be away for the next two weeks. So uh, I'm delighted to have the studio all to myself to share with Bunny. And Bunny, we're going to talk about polio and Rotary's efforts to eradicate polio, polio around the world. And, you know, polio has not been a factor here in the United States for almost 60 years. There may be people out there who don't know what the disease of polio is all about. Why don't you fill us in? Well, first of all, I think the most one of the most famous people in the world is the one that uh, we can relate to because this man was stricken with polio when he was an adult, and that was our own President Franklin Roosevelt. And um, there really was nothing much they could do. They were glad he survived. But we have made progress, incredible progress. Uh, I can remember back uh, many years ago when we, uh, Jonas Salk, he had the Salk vaccine, and the children were given these inoculations uh, in schools and so forth, and it certainly helped. But today we have an oral vaccine that we give to the children, and uh, children worldwide have received it, and as a result, 99% of the world has been declared polio-free. You know, Bunny, you've covered an awful lot of uh, history in just one sentence. Uh, let's step back for a second. You talked about the fact that Franklin Roosevelt came down with polio at age 39. And people may not, may not understand that this thing used to be called infantile paralysis because kids would get it. And I know from my own studies of it that uh, they think Roosevelt caught it uh, in one of his inspection visits to a Boy Scout camp because uh, he was very big in the Boy Scouts uh, as, as a young man. And... He went up to his home in Campobello Island in Canada, uh, took a swim, went to take a nap, and woke up unable to move his, his legs. Absolutely. That's how quick it happened, mm-hmm. overnight. And it, it's a crippling disease. It, it, it affects the limbs. It affects the muscles. Does it not, Bunny? Yes. Um, you really, it would break your heart, especially to see a young child that has been stricken with polio. That child, well, years ago, the only way people really survived, they were in an iron lung. If you haven't seen anything like that, it is very frightening. It is a, a long tube. And uh, the person who was stricken with polio would lay inside of that tube. There was a mirror attached to the front of it. And that was how this person could see uh, anyone who came to see him or her. Uh, they never got out of that iron lung. And we have had people spend their childhood, their young adult life, and the rest of their entire life just existing because really you can't say anyone lived when they were in one of the iron lungs. But we've come a long, long way. And uh, I remember, and I'm an old lady, no, I, don't believe it, folks. Yeah. Don't believe it for one minute. I remember She's when... She's got the energy of people who are in their 20s. Funny is unstoppable. Okay, but I remember when I was young, 
in the summertime, because that is when it seemed that polio struck most often. Uh, we didn't go swimming in the swimming pools. We didn't go to the movies. There were no parties. They just You just didn't go the places. The summer camps shut down? Yes. People where the young children just didn't gather in very, very large groups. And that was the fear parents had that polio was so contagious that if one child had polio, it would spread to all the others. You know, you reminded me something, Bunny, of when I was a Cub Scout in the 1950s. We went to visit a Cub Scout who was stricken in polio and who was in an iron lung. Mm. And, uh, you know, folks, again, who don't remember what this is all about, if you imagine a commercial laundry where you go to, to do your wash and, you know, those really big dryers you've got, mm-hmm. that's what the front of this thing looked like. And uh, this young Cub Scout was in there, slid in, and a vacuum was created in the tube, and that helped his lungs expand. Fortunately, this young man was one of the lucky ones in that, with the assistance of the iron lung, he got his own breathing back and was able to get out. Yeah. Although I do remember that uh, he had to go around with, with canes the rest of his life, at least the, the time I knew him. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the surprises when I became a Rotarian, that we had this polio initiative, because, of course, polio was wiped out in the United States pretty much in the mid-50s with the miracle, as you said, Bunny, of the Salk and Sabin vaccines. And you've said that 99% of the world is polio-free. So where is it, Bunny, that polio still rears its ugly head? And why has Rotary uh, joined the attack? All right. Well, there are four countries uh, in the world today where polio still exists. And they're Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, and Nigeria. Why does it exist? Well, they are poor countries. There are many, many people who, they, they didn't even know where they lived. And Rotary started this campaign back in the 1980s, the ambitious campaign, the needed campaign to eradicate polio from the face of the earth. And one of the reasons that they couldn't get into uh, the communities is there are different factions in many of these emerging and third world countries where there are groups fighting each other. And so it really was dangerous. It was life-threatening for people to go in there with this vaccine. And I must say, I'm proud to say that Rotarians were able to do some things that many of our top politicians cannot do. They sat down with the people in these countries and spoke with them, explained what they wanted to do. They wanted to save the lives of their children, but that they could not go in if there was any kind of war going on. Well, you know, we'll get back with, with that fascinating story after these important messages. Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary right here, uh, and our special guest, Bunny Webb. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Could you dedicate yourself to a worthy cause? Could you go the distance to keep a child healthy? Could you travel the world to help eliminate polio? Could you? A Rotary member could. Rotary continues its efforts to end this crippling disease worldwide, providing children with needed vaccinations. All it takes is one person to make a difference. Will you help change the world? For more information, go to rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in motion. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary. 
men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser, my very special guest, past district governor, Bunny Webb, and we're talking about Rotary's fight against polio. And Bunny, right before the break, you started talking to us about why polio still exists in some areas of the world. Um, recap for us where they do exist, where polio does exist, and what the problem is in getting these uh, this vital serum, this vital uh, polio vaccine to these children in the last parts of the world. Okay, the uh, countries where it still exists is Pakistan, Afghanistan, India, and Nigeria. And I'm going back quite a few years, as I was saying, that uh, we couldn't get into all of the different countries because of the uh, different warring factions. Rotarians sat down with the leaders of these people, explained what we wanted to do for the children, and... They listened, and they asked, how long will it take? And however long it would take in each area, however many days to get that vaccine to the children, the people actually stopped fighting, and we called them days of tranquility. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think we should have Rotarians down at the United Nations. Well, actually, we do have Rotarians. <laughs> well, United I know, Nations, but they should be there permanently. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a, a show that came from the United Nations. We talked about UN Day. Yes. Uh, so what happened then? So they were able to cover a great many homes and get this finished. However, and I must say that even in this country, there are parents who refuse to give the children the vaccine. So, And so parents are parents no matter where they live. And there are many who refuse to allow the children to get the vaccine. So some child gets the polio virus, visits with another child who has not had the vaccine, and unfortunately, there is a ready-made case for one child, not knowingly, one family not knowingly, giving getting another child infected with the polio virus. Quite frankly, because there are parents even in our country who also will not permit their children to get the vaccine, we're only an airplane ride away. All we need is someone coming into the country carrying the polio virus, meets up with someone who, some child who has not had the vaccine, and we're there. We're, we're back not to square one, thank God, but we are there with a door open for big-time trouble. You know, you're talking about a disease that until recently killed or crippled a 1,000 children a day. That's an astounding number. Yes. And as you say, one airplane right away of someone who is infected, and we could have that problem, uh, perhaps not at that level, but start to creep up again. Yes. And, Bunny, isn't it true that the vaccine is very easy to administer. It's not even a hypodermic shot. What is it? All right. I'll tell you what happened to me when I went to India. Oh, I thought we were going to save that for the end. Oh, all right. But, but I'll tell, t- just, just tell us now. All right. What, what it is, it is a small vial that has the vaccine. The person administering it snaps the top off 
puts the vial by the little baby's mouth, just moves it on the baby's lips, and automatically the baby's mouth opens, and the three drops go in. And as a result, that child will never get polio. Just three drops. Three drops, and it's given by the Rotarians and and the doctors and all the people who really care about all of the little children throughout the world. And, you know, I remember, again, back in the 50s when the, the miracle of the Salk and Sabin vaccines came out, that they gave it to us on sugar cubes. First, first they gave it hypodermics, which I guess a lot of people, a lot of kids got uh, quite upset about, but then it got shifted over to, to a few, few drops on a sugar cube. And it was done right in the, in the gymnasium That's of the public right. school. That's right. You know, let's, let's find out a little bit about, more about Bunny Webb herself before we talk more about our fight against polio. Uh, Bunny, how and when did you decide to become a Rotarian? Well, I was involved since 1972 with Rotary because my husband was a Rotarian. And uh, I found it fascinating that there were groups of people who wanted to help people throughout the world. Uh, I was in education as my uh, profession. And, of course, that's what we do as educators. We help children mostly throughout the world. And it was interesting to see what was happening not only in our own communities where there was a need, but as the people expanded and expanded and expanded throughout the world. And as we would go on vacation and we'd travel and I would see that rotary logo where I almost went out of the car. (laughs) It was just so (laughs) exciting. And um, these are men and women all different kinds of professions, all different kinds of business people who have made a commitment on their own that they want to help make the world a better place. And, um, you know, people say, don't ask Bunny about Rotary because she'll never shut her mouth. So I could go on forever with all the wonderful things that we do uh, locally, for example, there was a family whose house was burned down. And that same night, the neighbors were there, and they took children with the mother, and others took children with the father. And they stayed with them, and they helped them, and they made them feel they were part of family. We are a family. Let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary, And my very special guest is Bunny Webb. We're talking about how Rotary helps not only people right here in the Hudson Valley, but around the world. I'm Jonah Trebowasser, and we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary in just 60 seconds. Alone, our reach is limited. No matter how great our intentions, on our own, we can only stretch so far. But at Rotary, we believe the right group of people working together can make our communities our world a better place. Rotary is a worldwide network of community volunteers dedicated to helping people in need. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. What can you do as a member of Rotary? You can eradicate polio. You can promote peace. You can feed the hungry. You can help children do better in school. Whether it's helping to eliminate a dreaded disease, volunteering at a food bank, or equipping a school library, Rotary is people who know that by working together, you 
can do anything. Learn more at rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. Welcome once again to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser, and my very special guest is Bunny Webb, past district governor. We're talking about Rotary's fight against polio around the world and how also Rotary helps our local neighbors right here in the Hudson Valley. And you were talking, Bunny, about uh, some things that your club does. What club do you belong to? Well, I belong to the Congas Valley Cottage Rotary Club. And um, one of our big projects is working with the schools and uh, making sure that uh, with all the budget cuts and so forth and so on, that there are certain things that the children should have and do have. We, of course, consult with the school principal. We don't do anything on our own. And I know many Rotary Clubs do this big, big project with dictionaries. Every child in the third grade gets his or her own dictionary. And what's fascinating is the teachers usually have the youngsters sit there with the dictionary so that every word is spelled right, and each one writes a note to the club thanking them for oh, this gift. That's terrific. And um, we have Interact in our clubs, too. And what is that? What's Interact? Interact are students in high school. And... Uh, Rotary uh, initially will speak with the principal, and most principals are very amenable to having an interact club. Students from uh, the first year through fourth year of high school can join. They usually meet after school. They become involved in many activities. They must complete an international activity every year, and they also do... uh, Community projects. For example, uh, I belonged to another club before I joined Congas Valley Cottage, and I helped start that Interact Club. And the first year, what we did was we spoke with the principal, who spoke with the parents, and we cleaned out the closets of books that were no longer being used. The information was correct in it. They might have been storybooks and so forth. And these, uh, in, the Interact students went or with permission. They packaged the books. They put them in different boxes according to categories. They had fundraisers to help pay for the shipment of books, and we sent them to Africa. That's fantastic. And uh, there were thousands and thousands and thousands of books sent, and we... Uh, paid for the Interact stamp to go in, and students signed their names well, on it. that's just great. So they became very personal. You know, we did something similar in the Red Hook Club in that uh, we had a Rotarian visiting from New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina, and we said, how can we help? And he said, we need school books. The school book uh, warehouse had been flooded out. Millions of dollars worth of books were shot. We went to the local high school and junior high school in Red Hook and asked for a donation of books. And, uh, you know, did everything we could to get it down there. Now, Bunny Webb, tell us a little bit about when and where your club meets in case there are people in the Congress area who want to join Rotary. Well, say, this is the kind of organization I want to be part of. Yes. Invite them all to come to your I, meeting. I am inviting you all, and I hope that Jonah won't be upset. But I'm not that I'm prejudiced. I think it is the best Rotary club in District 72. Followed closely, of course, by Red Hook. <laughs> in any event, we meet Fridays. At 12.15 in the restaurant called La Triestina. It's on uh, Route 9W off of Lake Road in Congress. 
Come and visit with us. I personally invite you. You want to know what we're doing. You will be my guest for lunch. So just come in the door and say, Bunny asked me to come. Now, Bunny, you know we have 20,000 listeners, according to well, uh, that's all right. we'll <laughs> our station line manager. Them up. We'll line them up. <laughs> but uh, seriously, if people are in, uh, that, I mean that invitation from my heart. But if, and if you are interested in joining a Rotary Club in your community, the Rotary logo signs are all over the place. And with the restaurant that, in which they meet, the time which they meet, and believe me, we do more things than just eat. But we're right. just, that's our meeting place. We need all the help we can get. And trust me, when you put your head down on the pillow at night, you feel pretty good because you know you've done some something wonderful to help people who that's need it. That's a great way of putting it because it's so true. And those of you who may not be in the Congress area but still want to know where your local <laughs> Rotary Club is, besides looking for the signs on the road, go to rotary.org. That's R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button. Type in the name of your community. You'll find out where and where your local Rotary Club meets. Please join us. We're having a great deal of fun, and we're doing a great deal of good. Now, getting back, if we may, Bunny, to the Rotary fight against polio, this, of course, costs money. And we just got a big infusion of funds from somebody. Tell us about that. Well, I'm sure that the names Bill and Melinda Gates are known to everybody. Oh, just anybody who owns a computer. (laughs) Well... You know what? These people give back. They give back in so many ways, but they have truly adopted our fight to end polio. And I believe to date they have contributed at least 250 million. That's a lot of zeros, folks, right. but the zeros mean something, not nothing to uh, the fight against polio. And Rotary International has stated over and over and over, no project takes precedence over this Rotary pro- uh, this uh, polio eradication project. There will be no other large undertaking by Rotary until the world has been declared polio-free. Rotarians are pledged to matching the money that the Gates people have given. And I would just like, I don't know you, Bill and Melinda, but I sure (laughs) love you. And I thank you on behalf of all of the children of the world. Bunny, Bunny, we got 15 seconds to tell us about India. All right, India. I was there with Knut Johnson from our district. And we've, we were there really for Rotary Leadership Institute. I'm going to talk fast. Um, there was a National Immunization Day. Folks, we were there. We were given these vials. And I am telling you, I bent down and looked into the eyes of, of these little infants, put the vial to the lips, and those big black eyes looked up into my eyes. And I looked up and I said, Dear God, I thank you for Rotary. And I truly, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, it was the proudest moment of my entire life that I could have the privilege and honor of belonging to an organization that can do something as wonderful as this to eradicate polio from the face of the earth. The children can laugh and dance and sing and walk and hop and run and all the other wonderful things that little children can do. 
Bunny Webb, thanks so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. Thank you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Radio Rotary is made possible by grants from the Hudson Valley Rotary District 7210 and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, New Paltz, Pleasant Valley, Red Hook, and Southern Ulster. Till next week, this is Jonah Trebowasser wishing you and yours all the very best. Thank you.